0: welcome to the do better podcast with your coach and host me stevie potter helping you to go from feeling like a smashed packet of custard creams to being a superhuman to find out where you are right now on the spectrum go to our show notes and visit the superhuman scorecard and start changing your life today Hello and welcome to another episode of the Do Better podcast. It's me, Stevie Potter. Um, I hope you've all had a great week. The sun is shining, a little bit breezy, which I'm hoping you don't get through the mic. Um, but hey-ho, it, it is what it is. Um, I'm filming... Or recording this rather, uh, (laughs) in front of my lovely view from my newly cleared office, which has now been clean for a good two weeks. Um, Or should I say tidy? It's always been clean, but it's nice and tidy now. So I've managed to keep it that way for a couple of weeks now, and I'm enjoying the view, got the window open, and got a lovely summer breeze coming in. So apologies if you do hear the breeze, um, but hopefully it's not too severe. This week, I want to come to you with a conversation that I've had with a couple of clients, actually. Um, It's something that comes up all the time, but we've had a particular open conversation um, about this with a couple of clients um, over the last week or so. Um, about short-term versus long-term thinking um, it's something that I think is kind of the butt of all problems really it's it's what causes a lot of the issues that my clients have and it's something that's come up with clients over the last week or so just because of things that are happening uh, we've got people going on summer holidays um, you know I've seen a lot of things on the internet generally about people kind of trying to drop weight in a couple of weeks for holidays and all this kind of you know really short-term thinking you know wanting to do things now all the time um, and it's a conversation that I've had with clients who are saying to me it's something they certainly struggled with before. And they're a lot more on top of now. And I think it's one of the biggest problems that we face as humans is short term thinking we're easily drawn into anything that promises a shortcut, a uh, shortcut to the body of our dreams, the income we desire, the lifestyle we crave, any of those things. The get-rich-quick schemes, they get a six-pack quick, you know, burn belly fat fast, all of those things just kind of appeal to us because they, they're they short-term shortcuts, quick fixes. And in fact, I think that the problem is becoming... Worse, uh, perhaps because of our infinite 24-7 opportunity to compare ourselves with others, Uh, maybe our thirst to conform and our desperation to impress our peers and reassure them that we're living our best lives, which is one of my most hated phrases of the last five years, I'd say. And when I look around today, I am completely gobsmacked by the lives that we are somehow able to lead. And certainly those of, you know, people who are younger than I am. And I'm looking back on where I was 10 years ago and looking at the position that I potentially would be in today being a 20 something year old. Everyone's cars are only a few years old. They're constantly swapped out for newer, swankier versions. Of course, none of them actually are owned outright by the drivers. Um, all all your homes, all houses seem to be Instagram-worthy with spotless colour schemes, schemes and also those weird Easter trees, uh, which seem to have been an invention over the last couple of years where you basically paint a twig and then you hang some eggs off it. But everyone seems to do it because it goes along with that whole rhetoric of you know if you have the perfect home you have the perfect life and everyone has the latest phone importantly everyone's got the latest iphone foreign holidays every year all those photos that you take with your new iphone with the beautiful sandy beaches um you know everyone's got a whole new wardrobe to boot for every holiday you don't want to be seen uh, wearing the same outfit twice either But it's not because we're getting better off, is it? It's not because we're necessarily getting richer. It's not because we're getting better with our money. I certainly don't think that's true. It's not because we found more sustainable ways of achieving these ends. You know, when I look at fashion and things, you know, we're not able to invest in those kind of long-term pieces. And, you know, we've not found uh, sustainable ways to do, in inverted commas, throwaway fashion. It's it's because we've become a very short-sighted throwaway society. And I think that if we look at the animal kingdom, we see where kind of short-term thinking comes from. So, you know, even when we lived as wild animals, as it were, without the safety of society as it is today, life was pretty short-term. You probably were only living into your 40s, and that's if you didn't die of a communicable disease or an injury first. Um, You know, lots of things you probably died of then. And life was a day-to-day struggle to survive and a race to procreate and pass on your genetic material. And that was it. So it's literally staying alive and helping generations beyond you to stay alive so that your genetic material gets passed on. We didn't have to think about retirement, uh, what colour to paint the hallway, uh, saving for holidays. You know, everything was down to staying alive minute to minute. And taking every opportunity to procreate when times were good. So when things were scarce, it was just about staying alive. And when things were plentiful, it was about passing on genetic material. And that's essentially when you look in the animal kingdom, that's how animals live. You know, that's their main drivers, their primary drivers are to procreate and stay alive. That's it. And if you took away all of the kind of shackles of modern society and you stuck your back out in the wild, um, that would be your primary drivers. And we can kind of call that, you know, some people call it scarcity mindset. You might hear it be called the chimp brain, the monkey brain, the the reptile brain, the animal brain. The point is that no matter what you call it, there is an innate part of you which is constantly on alert all of the time. It's the primitive part of you that's worried about those necessities of eating, drinking, procreating, and also really importantly, being accepted by a social group. Now, being accepted by a social group, as we've said before, is a massive part of survival because as humans... It became something that was vital to success um, for us as a species because being accepted into a social group meant we could share um, resources. So we could pull resources, we could share nutrients, we could share assets that each of us had. Maybe as a hunter or a gatherer, um, we get protection when we're weak or sick, um, and you know we get all of those benefits of being in a social group. So it's really important to us as a species that we're accepted. So it's not just those physical needs; it's the emotional needs as well, which led Themselves to those physical advantages, and you haven't lost that. You haven't lost that primitive part of your brain, but now you live in a world where those things are less urgent. Uh, I was listening to an audiobook some time ago. Now I think it was Herman Ponser who did a lot about metabolism, who um, basically said that we we essentially live in zoos now. We don't live in the wild. We live in really cushy zoos now. But we still have the same mindsets. Like if you put wild animals, you know, if you look at any animals in a zoo, as long as they haven't kind of been in, in captivity for as a rescue or something like that, they're actually have have the same wild drivers. And that's why you can't just go into a, a tiger enclosure, for example, of a domesticated tiger without being attacked, because they have the same those same innate drivers. But now you live in the zoo that you live in. You've got tap water, so you can go and get a drink whenever you want. You've got food in the cupboards on demand, so you're never worried about starving at all. And you've got links to people all over the globe to find a community that fits for you. Um, you know, there's even apps that can give you sacks on tap if that's, if that's your thing. You know, you've literally got all of those things that you're driven towards are available to you on a plate. You don't have to work hard for them. You don't have to go and seek them out. And really, you don't have to worry about them disappearing. Obviously, you know, you need to work in society in the sense that you need to have money and go out and make social connections. But really, life's pretty easy. So one of the biggest problems we now face in society when it comes to our health, our lifestyle, and importantly, our performance in whatever it is that we're trying to do, is that living in such a stable, comfortable world, that zoo terminology that Herman Ponser gave it, with our short term scarcity mindset is a problem why because when we apply the same innate drives in our modern environment it can lead us to make some quite questionable choices and maybe some poor decisions you know binge eating eating ultra processed foods that's completely changed the way that we digest and respond to food overspending, um, generally ignoring the longer term goals that we set when we're fully engaged and aware. And instead, following this chimp brain, this kind of instant gratification, the thing that drives us to stay alive. Instant gratification, that's something that occurs because you want to have a driver towards food. Imagine if you, you know, there are people in the world who don't, um, they don't get a reward from food. So it's really hard to get them to eat because food doesn't give them any sense of joy and pleasure. The reason that you're driven towards food and that it lights up those kind of pleasure centers in your brain is because your body's telling you consuming calories is good because I want to be able to survive. I don't want to starve to death. And obviously in the world that we live in now, that's not really applicable. But whatever goal we have, if we have a goal and we want to succeed, we have to change that and we have to be in it for the long term. We cannot apply that short-term survival brain, scarcity mindset thinking to achievement and long-term success. Clearly, it's not going to work. And when you break it down like that, you know, you've got a short-term mindset to a long-term strategy, it's not gonna work. But we've all become accustomed to living in this short-term brain. We want it now, we don't wanna work or wait for it. You know, we say, oh, you know, I want to work for it, but it's really hard because we're actually still living in that, well, I'll just take the short-term win for now. And the biggest mistake most people make is trying to achieve a very challenging result without trying to look at and change their mindset first, without acknowledging that short-term mindset is a problem, that it's something we all have to live in, but that it's something we need to be aware of and maybe try and change. And you don't just turn one brain off and suddenly magically find this long-term outlook. Likewise, when you sit down and you map out a journey with your human long-term brain... You're not making a promise to always use that brain and just stay in that forever because that's not realistic. And actually, you do need this short term thinking to keep you alive in some cases. It's really important. Um, It gets you out of trouble quite a lot. You will at times become stressed. You might get a bit lost and you will end up in the chimp brain sometimes, again, when it's not appropriate. But what's important is not the ability to constantly avoid that mindset, it's the ability to recognize when it's not helpful and also to recognize when it's appearing. So recognition of which part of your mind you're actually operating in. Are you using this chimp brain or are you in your human mindset? And then having coping or reset strategies in place to deal with that short-term thinking when it creeps in at the wrong time is vital. So we do a lot of work with that um, on that with my clients. It's thinking about what are the strategies I need to put in place when I start to feel like that, when I start to feel panicky, overwhelmed, I start to get into this short-term thinking. What can I do to settle that down? And that will help you to achieve your longer-term goals. Now, some of you might remember a blog post from a while back when I posted about my uh, little chimp friend, Veruca. Um, so Varuka is my inner orangutan. She is my, inadvertent inverted commas, my chimp brain. Uh, she's an orangutan because I feel like she's quite playful and a bit different. Um, you know, like those nursery ones they have. I don't know if any of you have ever been to Monkey World. It's a monkey sanctuary in deepest dark Dors- deepest, darkest Dorset. One of my favourite places on the planet. And uh, I always like to see the uh, young orangutans messing about in there because I just relate to them on a very deep level. (laughs) Um, But Veruca is named after uh, Veruca Salt, the infamous Veruca Salt from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, because she carries many of the same traits, uh, loud, impatient, um, you know, generally throws a tantrum whenever things don't go her way. I'm still learning how to manage Veruca. Uh, There's a few strategies that I've put in place to help with that. There are things that I know help me to deal with it. But the biggest step forward that I ever made was identifying and recognising when it was Veruca talking and when it wasn't me. And it's it's funny that it's not until being an adult. And I think definitely being in my late 20s, early 30s, um, I'm 32 now, so literally within the last, I'd say, two years, two to four years maybe, that I've started to recognise when it's not me, it's Veruca talking. Um, And that was the first hurdle for me. But we all have that inner, impatient, emotional, short-term thinker within us. And that is what stops us from achieving long-term goals. It's not anything else. When you boil down all of the challenges, all of the barriers that you have, It comes down to one thing, and it is the choices and the influence from that animal brain, not the human one. It comes down to short-term thinking And I think if you looked really carefully at what you think is getting in the way of achieving your goals, because, you know, I've said this before, most people know how to eat healthily. There are nuances within that. There is new research that comes out. And there's a lot that I'm trying to spread out there about nutrition. But when we look at things like weight loss, you know, people know they need to eat less. You know, you need to have less calories going in. But how do you actually do that? That's really challenging. And it's because of this innate brain, these innate drivers and this short-term thinking. And it's not just about willpower. So I think the takeaways for me are threefold. The first one is awareness. That's the most important thing It's being aware of when it's not you that's engaging, of when it's your chimp, your animal brain, your scarcity mindset, when that's engaging. The second thing is then having some management strategies to deal with that when it arises. Um having some management strategies to maybe try and avoid it popping up when it shouldn't be present. And the third one is reset strategies. So not getting lost and thinking, I'm stuck in this brain now. How do I, you know, I'm aware that I'm in it. I've managed that. um, But how do I reset things now and get back into that long-term thinking? And that's one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients. It's how to reset and it's how to get back to where you need to be when things have gone a little bit pear shaped and when you've ended up in that chimp brain and you didn't want to be there so hopefully that helps in terms of thinking what the challenges might be to your goals because often people think about goals as being you know it's all about willpower and motivation and actually it's not it's to do with how we're wired up and it's to do with how we overcome that and how we manage it and accepting that we are human and we have these traits and we need to just manage them and work with them rather than against them. Um, if you're trying to do things on willpower alone, it's not going to be effective. You have to understand the psychology of what's going on and you have to understand what you need to do in order to kind of get out of that short term thinking um, and start thinking, you know, a lot more long term about those bigger goals that you've got Um so that's it for this week but as always if you've got anything else that you'd like me to cover you can always get hold of me on the usual channels um and yeah have a great seven days i am gonna be i'm gonna be flying out um to germany next week so um i'll be coming to you from germany next time um but yeah i will let you all know how racing and training kind of goes um travel has not been the most straightforward thing to organize this time around but uh hopefully we'll have at least a smoother journey out there um take care in the meantime have a great seven days and i will check in with you all very soon thanks for listening to the do better podcast i hope you enjoyed the show You can connect with me and learn more about how you can become a happier, healthier and more successful superhuman by contacting me at steviepotter at thewonderclinic.co.uk, following Stevie's Wonder Clinic on Instagram and heading to our website, thewonderclinic.co.uk. And you can get started on your journey today by completing the superhuman scorecard via the link in the show notes. I hope to see you all soon.